Another lifeless game at KeyBank Center. Sabres lose, but we got some more trade rumors that can get us through today's show coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. For nothing, Panthers over. The Sabres, as the Sabres are still 10 points out of a playoff spot, and they fall to a Florida team that has had their number in the last couple of seasons. A mature team, a talented team, I think the best team in the East. Not a surprise at all that they win that game, and they win that game comfortably. We've got new lines at practice that are super interesting going into Saturday's game against the Minnesota Wild. We have a new role, and we have trade rumors. A lot happening around Peyton Krebs right now, and I want to get to him, plus a trade rumor in the third segment of today's show on maybe my favorite trade idea for the Sabres that was reported on by Kevin Weeks last night, and that is the availability of Flames defenseman Rasmus Anderson. That's coming up a little bit later on in today's show. If you want to get involved with the show, check out our text line. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Sabers, and you can converse back and forth with us there. We're talking a lot right now about Scott Lawton and Peyton Krebs and reaction to last night's game, the new lines. There's a lot going on there. Join subtext.com slash lockdown sabers. It's the only time you're going to go on the website and then everything else through your phone from there on in. So, for nothing, let's start with last night's game. Amazing. In back to back weeks, the Sabres have set a record that they definitely don't want to set. Last week against Dallas, they set the record for the most shots on goal in a game in franchise history where they only scored one goal. Last night, with 45 shots on Anthony Stolarz, where they were shut out, the Sabres set their franchise record for the most shots on goal in a game ever, where they scored zero goals. In back-to-back weeks, the most shots ever, scoring only once, and the most shots ever, only scoring, well, scoring none. Sweet. That's where we're at. The shot quality for the Sabres is just Not there. It is all coming from the outside. A lot of shot attempts from the point. You had eight shots by Rasmus Dahlin, for instance, in this game, which is fine. Sometimes Dahlin getting chances is a good thing. He's second in the league in goals by defensemen. But too many shots from the point that are designed to cause havoc in front of the net where you need traffic in front of the net, and there's no traffic. There's nobody going to the net. There's nobody going to those dirty areas. You need a little bit of that if that's the style you're going to play. You can't have it both ways. If you're going to have a skilled, high-flying lineup, then you got to play that way. you got to create chances that way. If you are going to be a team that wants to get pucks to the net from the wall, from the point, then you better have a physical, mature team that knows, all right, if we're going to play that way, The only way to score, we got to charge the net. 
We can't let defensemen remove us from the front of the net. We got to just, you know, we got to get rebound opportunities. And that's not the style of these forwards that the Sabres have. So they're completely, I think, crossed right now with what they're looking for. They need higher quality scoring chances or they need to change the makeup of their roster. We'll get to some of that a little bit later on in this one. Uh, I thought they really missed Owen Power on the night. It was the first game where I thought that in the couple that Powers missed here, but the Sabres had a lot of trouble getting the puck out of their own end. Uh, Bryson, I thought, had a lot of trouble with that. I think Connor Clifton got thrust into that role a little bit more than you would want, so that didn't necessarily go well for him either, but on the overall, uh, the blue line, I did not think had a very good night, and they did not have Ukepeka Lukin in for this game. He was announced as having a day-to-day injury before the game. He will play on Saturday against Minnesota, so Full speed ahead, looks like, from here. The, the worst part is they played the best team in the Eastern Conference with Eric Comrie in goal, and Comrie didn't even play that bad. He didn't play that bad at all. He let in three, but it was two to nothing before that empty netter. That last goal, just wipe it out, whatever. There was 10 seconds left, and they were shorthanded, so who cares? He only allowed two real goals in this game. That's fine. You get two goals against by Eric Comrie against Florida, you better win that hockey game, and they were clearly not able to do so. Um, so yeah, not a, not a fun night, a pretty dead night in the arena. The hot dog looked good. The Mr. Worldwide hot dog. You had the, uh, you know, the Cuban sandwich kind of theme for, of course, South Florida, but not an overall strong performance by the Sabres whatsoever at all. I don't really even know how else to, you know, to make it sound better. Uh, Sam Reinhardt didn't score. My parlay didn't hit for last night. So apologies there, but uh, part of the reason it didn't hit is Sam Reinhardt decided to pass the puck off at the end of the game where he could have had the empty netter that would have had his 40th goal of the year come against his former team, against his former fans. And, you know, a couple of thoughts on that. One, I thought, did Reinhardt have it in his head at all? All the things that have been said about him over the years in Buffalo about he doesn't have a great attitude or whatever. Because there he's like, yeah, here's this attitude. Look how good of a teammate I am as I pass it over to uh, my other guy and be unselfish here. My other thought was, what would, what if Reinhardt just did the uh, the Ridley Gregg thing from Ottawa the other night? He just took a full-on slap shot into the net. Because, listen, the way it went in Buffalo, I mean, I guess why would he want to pile on, right? Like, does he have hate for Buffalo? Does he have hate for the Sabres? He's probably wanted out. I mean, he was sick of playing here. It's not fun. Uh, I can understand that. I don't think he necessarily hates the fans or the team. Um, so I guess, you know, taking a slap shot there wouldn't have been great for anybody. Uh, Ryan Lomberg then, by the way, scored to make it 4 nothing at the end. And wh- what is Ryan Lomberg doing? Ten seconds to go. And you're mad chirping the Sabres bench. I know this; these two teams get feisty against each other, but that game was not feisty. There was nothing really happening. So unless I missed something that gave Lomberg a reason to want to go off on the Sabres bench, I don't know. He got tossed out of the game for looking like an idiot pretty quickly on there. Um, hey, he's not a bad fourth-line player, but that's all he is. So, you know, get over yourself. It was 4 nothing against a team that there's no fans left. Get, get out of there. Who cares? That's what happened in the game. Minnesota tomorrow night, 5 o'clock puck drop on the road before returning home on Monday night against uh, the Ducks at 12.30. Okay, when we come back, new lines at practice. A first-time centerman, potentially, for the Sabres. And a lot of stuff involving Peyton Krebs. Both a new role 
and trade rumors. Coming back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast, we are presented by Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hope? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code Locked on. Again, this is a discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and re- receive the first five profiles free. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Your next listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national sports. 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and it's now available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today, here for your 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. Check it out on the free Fire TV channels app. Sabres and Panthers doesn't go their way. 4-0 Florida on to Minnesota. New lines at practice on Friday, and it's as though Don Granado was listening to me on the radio on WGR Friday morning. I had a little bit of a rant on Friday morning, ranting about the role of Peyton Krebs, who is a guy I have talked up over the years and have really not loved the usage of. I don't really know if anyone has a good idea of what Peyton Krebs is as a player because I still don't believe he's been tried enough in the role that he was supposed to play when he was drafted and when he was traded for. Peyton Krebs went 17th overall in the 2019 NHL draft, was a top prospect even before that. Remember, he had an Achilles injury. Would have gone on the top 10, probably, in that draft had he not. Then was targeted by the Sabres in Jack Eichel trade negotiations, was a sticking point. The Sabres wanted to ensure He was going to be a part of that trade when he was drafted that high. And when he was traded with that fourth, with that sort of value, it was because of his ability as a playmaker. He was one of the best passers in his draft class when he came out and he has not been properly experimented in the roles, in the lines that would allow him to show or develop that type of game. So far, 186 games in the NHL, 59 points. Not a lot. But here's where my defense often will begin with Peyton Krebs. How can you expect a guy who is expected to be or is a natural-born playmaker, setup man, passer, Expected to put up numbers when he's on the fourth line playing with fourth liners in the last three seasons. Here are Peyton Krebs' most common line mates in the amount of minutes that he has played with them. Number one, Kyle Ocposo, 1,012 minutes together. Number two, Zemgis Girgensen, 728 minutes together. Number three, 
Victor Olofsson, 544 minutes. Now, at least Olofsson is a bit of a shooter. But, one, two, three, Okposo, Giergensen's, Olofsson. Coincidentally, the three guys that nobody wanted to see back on this team this year, the three guys that they most need to move on from in this forward group are the three he's played the most with by a good margin because you've got a Poso at a thousand Giergens is the 700 and Olsen at 500. Then a big drop. He's played 372 minutes with Dylan Cousins, about a third of what he's played with Ocposo. He's played 310 minutes with Middlestat, 295 minutes with Paterka. You keep scrolling down, 163 with Skinner. I mean, Tage, he's only at 119. Like, he just doesn't get a lot of opportunities with the top scorers on this team. To me, Peyton Krebs is a representative of the future problem that we have talked a lot about on this show, which is... All of these prospects that are on their way, Noah Oslin, Yuri Kulik, Matthew Savoy, Isaac Roseanne, these four first-round pick guys that are tracking towards making the NHL sometime soon, do you have room for them? Do you have spots for them, or are they blocked? Krebs is a prime example of this. Krebs, who was the best prospect in the Vegas organization, became ready for the NHL in Buffalo, and he showed up. And Tage, Middlestat, Cousins filled in the one, two, three center spots. Blocked. You're, the only thing left for you, Peyton Krebs, is the fourth line. Good luck with Zemgis and Okposo, because that's your role for the next three years. That's what happened to Peyton Krebs. And now his, tra- his name is in the trade rumors. If they traded Peyton Krebs tomorrow, instead of trading off Middlestat or trading someone else, of bigger value, what's going to happen? Isaac Roseanne's going to show up. Or better, let's think of one of the centers. Uh, Savoy or Kulik or Oslin. These guys are going to show up. And what's going to be left for them? Krebs's role. And that's a fourth-line role where you don't produce a lot. And look what's happened with Krebs. His value's not that high. I'm seeing Elliot Friedman talk about Krebs plus something for Scott Lawton in Philadelphia, who put it up for our YouTube watchers right now. Scott Lawton, not a good hockey player. Scott Lawton, some of the advanced numbers are horrid. Here's the chart from Fresh Hockey. Wins above replacement, 9 percentile. He's one of the worst players in the league, and he's not a good two-way player. Defense is actually where he's been bad for Philadelphia this year under John Tortorella. Penalty kill, he's been horrible. 29 years old, he's more of a fourth liner, making $3 million. Not having a good season. Krebs plus something gets that guy? Because two years ago, three years ago, Peyton Krebs is worth a a good amount as a prospect. The Sabres have kind of killed his value by playing him in a fourth line role. Same thing might happen with the next first round picks if you don't clear spots for them if you continue to block them and not give them opportunities. Now, and by the way, if they traded Peyton Krebs and something for Scott Lawton, I mean, we're, we're burning the place to the ground. I mean, I, are you kidding? That would be Sam Ventura, who heads their analytics department. Uh, I, I, I mean, could that guy work there anymore? Could he live with himself if they made that trade to trade for one of the worst players in the NHL? For a guy in Krebs, who, by the way, I, not only does he not play with anybody, um, but 
he last night against Florida, there's two really nice playmaker plays. One where he toe drags a defenseman, he comes into the zone, and then he finds Victor Olofsson on the right wall for a one-timer. Should have been a goal. He had another one where he got set up behind the net. He found Darlene out in the slot, and Darlene wasn't able to score, but it was a really nice chance. I mean, he's got moves. He's got hands. He's got skill. Now, it's like they were listening to that rant that I did, which was a version of what I just said this morning on WGR, because almost immediately after, here's some new lines from Don Granado at practice on Friday. And Don Granado, who the one, my favorite thing about Don Granado, as during his time as Sabres head coach, has been his willingness to try things, to experiment. And I mean, you, the prime example of that is moving Tage Thompson to center when he hadn't really played center since early in his college career. So you had that. You had Sam Reinhardt get moved to center in Granado's first year, which I loved and been calling for for a long time. Granado was the one open-minded enough to try that. And you've had other examples over time too. But here's what Granado's got for Friday practice. Let's start with Krebs as we're talking about him. Krebs, again, like he's listening, moved off the fourth line. He put Gergensen's at center to, to make up for that. He's got Peyton Krebs between J.J. Paterka and Zach Benson. Now, Benson's not scoring a lot this year, but Paterka, best line mate, you could, I think, ask for Krebs right now. Both guys have speed. Paterka is the goal scorer. Paterka is the finisher. And Krebs is the playmaker. I really like those two together. Benson and Krebs have played together. They played together in juniors, I think, for a little bit. So I like this combination. It gives Krebs an opportunity to have more of an offensive role. And let's face it, the way Tage Thompson's playing lately and the way Cousins has played all year, they could use some more offense from the center position. It's kind of amazing that given that two of their top three centers have had pretty bad seasons and not once has Krebs had an opportunity to fill in the offensive void that they have left. I shouldn't say not once. There was like a game or maybe two really early in the season where they moved Krebs to the wing in the top of the lineup, but they didn't stick with it. What they need to do is put Krebs on an offensive line like that and just leave it, especially now. They're not going to make the playoffs anyway. Just leave it. Let it simmer a little bit. See if you get some some improvement there, even if it's not working in the first couple of games. So I hope they stick with Krebs, Paterka, and Benson for a while. Now, the other really weird thing that I saw at practice, and I've been looking to see if there's a correction by anybody that's been made. Uh, if this was just listed wrong, I was not at practice. I saw it uh, from a couple of different media reporters. Um Maybe we're going to see Alex Tuck at center. Again, Matthew Fairburn tweeted out that Tuck was at center between Thompson and Skinner. I think that might just be a misprint. We'll keep you updated. We'll see what's going on there. It could just be a, a missed you know, type on a tweet from one reporter is all it is. But I saw that and I thought, hmm, that might be interesting. Thompson on the wing. Remember, he played well on the wing last year when he came back from injury. Tuck at center. I mean, I've never seen Tuck play center, but he's big and... He can skate, and he is a great four-checker. He's a good two-way player. I mean, there's nothing about Tuck's game that makes me think he couldn't play center. He just, to my knowledge, has never done it before. So we'll see if we get anything on that front either. But, of course, the most interesting part about the practice lines, definitely that Krebs is now centering an offensive line uh, between uh, 
Zach Benson, and J.J. Paterka. Lukanen, again, will be ready to go on Saturday against Minnesota. When we come back, another trade rumor. Much more uh, fun to think about than Krebs and something for Scott Lawton. Uh, coming out of Calgary and a guy that I love and have done a whole show on. We'll come back with that here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented... By game time, you should not have to worry about where and when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. You get last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy-to-find tickets right up to the start of the event. If you're scrolling through, and especially hockey games, you get the glass sometimes. You don't know where it is, where the netting is. You want to know exactly what you're going to be looking at. They're going to have the exact view of what it looks like from your seat as you're going through trying to pick at where you'd like to sit. You could pick from the different angles, up high, and you know, coming from behind the net, right or along the blue line. Check it out. All in prices. Show your total up front so you know when you're getting a great deal before you check out. You're not going to get those you know, last second, oh, there's all these fees that I wasn't expecting. They got that built right into the price. No surprises. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Final segment here in the Locked On Sabres podcast, Rasmus Anderson, my favorite trade idea for the Sabres all year. And finally, we get a little bit of a something-something from a reporter that tells us that he could be available for trade right now. Kevin Weeks, ESPN, tweeted last night that in addition to Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev, he is told that Rasmus Anderson is now drawing interest as well. 27 years old, $4.5 million annually for the next two years, two years after this season. And he's just a very good right shot defenseman. Perfect. There's actually, uh, if you're someone that doesn't know a lot about his game, it's for only it's from the 2020-21 season. But there's a 16-minute YouTube video if you type in Rasmus Anderson, uh, even just put Anderson Flames highlights, how I found it, 16-minute video showing passing plays, shooting plays, block shots, defensive plays. Because a lot of times when you try to f- go to YouTube and find like, okay, well, I, I, don't, I don't watch this defenseman enough. What's he like? And you'll get fights and you'll get goals. And that's it. But this video shows you how good he is defensively. And I this season I've been watching more of Calgary than ever because – I know they're a team that's going to make a lot of trades, and I want to see what some of these guys got. I'm so impressed by Anderson on a night-to-night basis. He is such a good puck mover. He's a good skater. He's physical. I mean, I don't want to say this is a positive, I guess, but if you're wondering how physical he is, he got suspended earlier in the year for flying through the air like a missile and destroying Patrick Lining. He got suspended for that. So... He's got physicality and size. He has a big shot. He's a very good power play mover. I'll say that about him. Now, I don't know that they need that over Darlene. They could use it on the second unit, but 
There are a lot of little plays he makes on a power play that just keeps things flowing, that keeps it moving, and uh, could be helpful for the Sabres on special teams as well. Plays a lot of minutes. You know, I I think he's going to be expensive to trade for because if I'm Calgary, I don't want to lose him. I don't want to move on from him. And the sweetener on top of this is we always have questions about whether the Sabres can convince guys to come here and waive their no-trade clause. Well, luckily, Anderson doesn't have a no-trade clause until July 1st of this year. So they could trade for him now and not technically need his permission to sign off on it. So if Anderson is available, which Kevin Weeks is reporting that they're drawing interest on Anderson, the Sabres have to make him a Buffalo Sabre. He would just be perfect. Top pair with Darlene, two Swedish defensemen leading the charge for the next couple of years at least. Again, the age works out, style works out. There's nothing about Anderson that doesn't fit for me. There's no part of it. And the Sabres have more assets than anybody. If he is truly to be traded at some point, they've got to outbid everybody else. They cannot let him get traded to a different team. He's too perfect. They can't let it happen. Even if you've got a way overpay, I say do it. If you need, if you think you have the best bid out there, but Calgary's going, yeah, but we kind of want to do right by the player, and he kind of prefers going to Washington. So, you know, if it's only the difference of a pick uh, or a, a small difference in a prospect, we might rather just, you know, go with Washington. If I'm Kevin Adams, my next response is we'll throw in Isaac Rosan. We'll throw in this this thing. We'll throw in this. Like, got to do it. You got to pull it off. Even if you have to outbid by a good amount over other teams, this is the guy. They cannot let him get traded to another team. If he's available, this has to be the Sabres' big trade of either the, the deadline or of the offseason. The guy. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen that he winds up on another team. It'll be... More disheartening for me than it was when Chickering got traded to to uh, Ottawa last year for not much. I think Anderson's an even better idea than that was at the time. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated. Uh, hey, I just said I have no no interest at all in trading Peyton Krebs to uh, Philadelphia for Scott Lawton. But if Calgary wants Peyton Krebs as part of a uh, Anderson deal, I don't know. You want to do Anderson a first-round pick? Uh, excuse me, Krebs a first-round pick? And Matthew Savoy, am I going too far? I mean, I like the player enough where even that is something that I would really think about. And I think other teams would have a really tough time outbidding that Savoy, a first-round pick, and Peyton Krebs, and you'd still have a lot of prospects left over. So we'll see what happens. Calgary, their season rolls along. Really, if you want these guys traded off of Calgary, you want to root against the Flames because the worse their season gets – the more likely, of course, they are to kind of start things over. They are currently five points out of a playoff spot, but they are also behind. They have to pass four teams to get into it. They've lost two in a row, six of the last ten. So, root against Calgary. Maybe they'll give us no uh, no uh, uh, Anderson, Rasmus Anderson. That's it for us today here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. I will really hope that I'm not talking to you next after a Peyton Krebs for Scott Lawton trade. Sabres and Wild, Saturday night, a team that's made the playoffs. Here's your Sabres droughtology of the day. Ten Minnesota Wild playoff appearances since the last Sabres playoff appearance. Not great. We'll see them Saturday. 
Thanks for listening here to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Be sure to make your next listen, Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and it's now available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Talk to you Monday here on Locked On Sabres.